Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. Yes, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. You know, we, as young kids, uh, if maybe you were in a Bible study when you were younger and you might have heard that song, Jesus loves me, you might have heard that uh, recently. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. You know, it's the simplicity of that is is the truth. You know, and it was just those old hymns. It's something I I like the hymns, uh, the older hymns, because they're real simple and they they are right to the point. Well, does the Bible actually tell us that Jesus loves us? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Of course, we're speaking to the body of Christ. And we want to be an encouragement to you, so subscribe today. And so, you know, Philippians 4.19, we're going to use that as a key verse to start out with. And it says there, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And so the neat thing about this is God, God's riches in glory are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Well, the good news is that love that he has for us is in us today. That's right. Christ initiated his life. Jesus gave his life for us so he could give his life to us, so he could transmit his life through us. In fact, in John 15, verse 16, he says this, You didn't choose me, but I chose you. What did he choose us for? Well, he chose us so that he could love us. He goes on to say in Matthew 20, verse 28, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, this is a great picture of him coming to love us. There's a story about Martha and Mary, and the disciples were out all day with Jesus, and they'd been walking all day, and they came to Martha's house. And so when they came to Martha's house, Mary was staying there, and Mary knelt at the feet of Jesus. Martha, you know the story, she got busy. And so she came, she got busy doing all kinds of work, you know, maybe some things that they, she felt like they, they needed uh, taken care of or things that they wanted. And so she got busy. But Martha looks at Mary, and Mary's not lifting a finger to help her. And Martha says this to Jesus. Tell her, tell my sister Mary, Jesus, to help. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're worried about so many things. But you see, your sister here, Mary, has chosen the better thing, and I'm not going to take it from her. You see what his point is here? Jesus came to love us. You know, in Christ, we have an identity. That's right. And it's very important for us to not only know our identity, but to understand it. And the identity I'm referring to is what Jesus did for us at the cross. He made us a lovable church. Many of us don't know that. But did you know that you're always lovable all the time to him? Ephesians 5.25b tells us this. Christ loved the church 
He gave up his life for her. Listen, look how he describes the church. He describes you and I as a her. That's a relationship between a husband and a wife. You see, when you think about the physical marriage, for an example, my wife and I, if my wife does not know that she is lovable to me, then it's going to be a very difficult it's going to be very difficult for her to experience my love if she doesn't feel lovable. But on the other hand, if she if she knows it and understands that she's lovable to me all the time, it's going to be a lot easier easier for her to experience the love that I have for her. Same goes for the spiritual union in Christ. Our oneness in Christ, folks, is this. We are the bride of Christ. We are a lovable church. He's made us that way. Now his identity is loving us. See, Christ loved the church. In fact, he goes on to say this. Paul says this in Ephesians 5.27. It's, it's describing the church's identity, and it says this, A radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Folks, that is a lovable church. That's you. That's me in him. Without a wrinkle or stain or any blemish. Holy, perfect to him. Do you know nothing can ever separate us from his love? That's right. Romans 8.39 tells us nothing will ever separate us from the love that Christ has for us. Which brings us to that word love. You know, we can throw that word love around. I love pizza. I love riding motorcycles. I love going to work and helping people. I love watching my my, uh, favorite TV show. But... The word love in the Greek language, we get another word, and it's called agape. The Greek word for love in the Greek language is agape, and its meaning is the love of Christ for mankind. Okay, It's the unconditional love of Christ. Unconditional. And so, remember, man is unconditional. Or, excuse me, man, human beings, we are conditional people. But his love is unconditional. You know, that's why people love their unconditional loving dogs so much. Because it gives them a glimpse of his love. Just a glimpse. You know, remember, this, this love that Christ has for you and I, his church, it keeps on loving us unconditionally. Even when, say, we're, not, say, say we're unkind. It could happen. On occasion, we can be unkind or even unlovable towards people. We can be unworthy and just live independent lives. And yet, his love for us continuously remains the same. I like what uh, David said in Psalms 136. He said this 25 times that the Lord's love endures forever. You know, that word endure, it actually means to pursue And he mentions it 25 times in Psalms 136. So, you know, you mention something a few times, it's important. But when somebody mentions something 25 times, it's really important to get this. His love pursues us. His love and goodness pursues us all the days of our life. That unconditional love that he has for you and I in us 
is there all the time. Remember, we love him, Jesus, because he loved us first. 1 John 4, 19. So how do you love Jesus? Well, Mary, again, gave us the perfect picture. What did she do? She didn't do anything. She responded to his love that he had for her. So loving Jesus is just responding to the love that he has for you and I. It's very important to understand this. The writer of Hebrews in 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, Jesus loves you on the hilltop. He loves you in the valley. He loves you through the rocky places. The same all the time. You know, a lot of times we put ourselves in the valleys by choices we make. And yet his love for us remains the same. It never changes. Jesus gave a new covenant command now. In John 13, 34, and 35. And this is why it's so important for us to just bask in that tub of love, so to speak, that he has for us and get it. Not only know it, but understand it, meaning experience it for ourselves. Because now he's going to want to extend it through us to other people and to each other. He says this in John 13, 34, and 35. He says, This is the new command that I give to you. You must love one another as I have loved you. By loving one another, all people will know that you are my disciples. You see, he doesn't want us to do anything for him. He wants to do it all through us. And we get to participate with him on this. And so remember that this love is 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And he just wants to extend it out through us. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Did you know that he accepts us? He accepts you just the way you are? Acceptance, the definition of acceptance is taking someone just the way they are without wanting or trying to change them. How's that sound? That's the way he does. That's the way he takes us. You know, when we come to Jesus, we're not all fixed up, are we? Most of us. If you're anything like I was and my wife was, we were pretty messed up people. We were not fixed up. You don't have to get all cleaned up and fixed up and look good and and do all the right things before you go to Jesus. No, he takes us just the way we are and he starts to form us and make us into the people he wants us to be in. But he loves us unconditionally all the time. And he accepts us. He takes us just the way we are. So to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. God says this. You are accepted by my son who lives in you. Romans 3.24 tells us the free gift of God's grace makes us right with him. Christ Jesus paid the price to set us free. We are always right with Jesus Christ. We are always okay to him. And so now because we're loved and accepted by Jesus Christ and he lives in us and he's letting us experience this, he wants to extend it out. Romans 15 verse 7 says, Christ has accepted you, so so accept one another in order to bring praise to God. Folks, I I had a a revelation of the the presence of Christ in me. And he was on a lazy boy. 
And it was a picture of him just in my spirit, because whoever's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And he said to me, because my sheep hear my voice, he says, he says, I want to get out. I just don't want to sit in here. You see, for the longest time, I thought he was just in us to love us. I had no idea he wanted to get out and love others and accept others through us. That's right. And that's what he wants to do. So Jesus loves us. This we know for the Bible tells us. So thank you for joining us and God bless.